How's it going? Okay, so if you're hearing this, you're probably like, what's going on? Why are you talking to me like this? Uh, well, so we, we, we went through a rebrand. We originally were, speaking of which, we're now Drunken Book Club. But I wanted to keep old episodes alive. So here are the episodes before the main update to Drunken Book Club. These are, you know, episodes that we did on a bunch of different books before we rebranded to Drunken Book Club. I keep referring to us as Drunken Book Club, but also reference speaking of which, which is the old podcast. So there we are. Also, our new socials for this are at DBC underscore pod for Twitter. And our Patreon is patreon.com slash Drunken Book Club. Definitely recommend checking it out. It's only a dollar a month, and you can tell us what books to read. All right, well, that's it. You guys enjoy the episode. Bye-bye. Have you ever thought to yourself, hey, these guys should talk about this book on Drunken Book Club? Or even, hey, I want to hear them gush about this on Rubles Rupees. Well, guess what? We'll listen to you if you pitch in a dollar on our Patreon. That's right, for one dollar, we'll listen to you. And along with that dollar, you know what else you get? You get access to all the bonus episodes that I put out every single week, including the backlogs, and early access to all our podcasts and videos, and everything else that I put up on there. So for a dollar, I think it's pretty much worth it, but you be the judge. Check it out. It's at patreon.com slash speaking of which. Thank you and enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to another edition to Dragon Book Club. I am your bimbo from the hills host, Christopher the Rupal, joined by... I'm obvious, I'm both too drunk and not drunk enough for Chris to keep this bit up. Oh my god, you're such a bitch. <laughs> oh my god. And if you didn't read the title of the podcast episode of what Drunken Book Club, what book we read for Drunken Book Club... What are you doing here? Go read that. Then we'll say what the title is. We'll give you a second. Okay, that was a second. Sam, what did we read for Drunken Book Club this time? Crazy Cousin Courtney. (laughs) All right. Okay, so before, as always, what did we pregame on for Drunken Book Club this time? Sam, you can can go first because you have two drinks. I had a Bahama Mama. Mm -hmm. A Bacardi Bahama Mama. Bacardi Bahama Mama. And then a Loyal Watermelon Lemonade. Watermelon Lemonade. Shut up. You said watermelon lemonade twice. No, I said a loyal lemonade watermelon lemonade is what I said. <laughs> you did it. Shut up. <laughs> she's pretty drunk, guys. Off of two drinks. And she's not... She does not have an empty belly. She had a sandwich and a... And chips. And chipes. Chipes. Uh, I pre-gamed... I had a beer after I got off of work. I had a sunny little thing, Sierra Nevada. It was delicious. And then I experimented a little bit, because I wanted to try something, because the character of Courtney has a has a very interesting palate choice. She likes to snack on Oreos with peanut butter, so I wanted to try to make a drink that was kind of like that, and call it the Courtney, the Courtney Special, if you would. So I found peanut butter cream liquor, which was Sam actually found technically, uh, in, at Total Wine, which is freaking delicious. It tastes just like fucking peanut butter. It's like drinking peanut butter, but you get tipsy from it. So I had a bit of that. I poured a little bit of whipped cream, 99 whipped cream, and I thought maybe that'd be kind of cookies and creamy. Not enough. So I did the, did it again, and I put a little bit of chocolate vodka in there, and so I had two shots of that. <laughs> Was that uh, closer? Or? No, neither felt right. Neither felt right. I need to find a cookies and cream uh, alcohol. I told you, part of the thing with the ice cream is the texture. <laughs> 
Cookies and cream is not an ice cream, just just ice cream. It's it's a flavor. But I'm saying, like, it's also part Oreo of, like, is cookies and cream. How's that an ice cream? Still the texture of the crunchy and the creamy. No. It's, yes. It's it's the flavor. Cookies I mean, and cream is a flavor. The Hershey's cookies and cream is That's part of it because, flavor. Of, because of the little chips. No! Little, little cookie You are proving it. yourself wrong by saying that. No way, it's Jose! It's the white chocolate with the bits no. in it. No! And without the bits, are... then it's just white chocolate. No, it is, white cho- it is cookies and cream flavored. No, it is white chocolate no. with cookie bits. No, the cookie bits are the... not big enough to encounter. You just proved yourself wrong. <laughs> no! Because the cookie bits in a cookies and cream Hershey is barely anything. I stand with Why what I Why are we say. arguing over this stupidest <laughs> I love you, Sam, but you gotta stop arguing over cookies and cream flavors. I stand where I stand on this. I don't agree with it one bit. I will buy us one and be like, where's all the cookies and cream? And like, break it apart. There's a bunch of little pieces. There's barely anything. There's barely anything. And you're talking about the crunch. There's not enough for a crunch in there. There is enough. There is not enough for a crunch. At least what I remember about the small ones, there's plenty. No. There is not enough. I say there is. I will die on this fucking hill. I will too. <laughs> I will die on this fucking it's hill. It's gonna be the fucking prince of Egypt of like us standing on opposite sides. God. Over, but over dumb shit, not yes. over like slavery. I will give you money to go buy a cookies and cream tomorrow when you put my fucking UPS package in the mail. I can do that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so what else thoughts. did I pre-game on? I, and then I started drinking a, a loyal watermelon lemonade as well. It's fine. It's fine. It's, like, it's, it's 9% fucking alcohol content for this little can. So that's pretty good. All right, Sam. So uh, I guess we'll talk about... I, I always forget. Do we do the cover and then first impressions? Or do we do impressions and the cover? I don't know. Let's do the cover. So I'm, I'm going to describe the cover for y'all out there. Uh, on the cover, we have a teenage girl in the most 80s, 90s yellow shirt gawking at a Kimmy Gibbler lookalike in the airport. The Gibbler is sitting crisscross on top of four suitcases while wearing day-glow lavender pants, a pink shirt that says, Kiss Me Quick, heart-shaped sunglasses, and hanging star earrings. This, also, I, yes. I want to point out with the, like, ni- when you said 80s, 90s shirt. Yeah. It's tucked in with a belt in jeans. Yeah. Which is, like... And there's no pocket on that shirt, so she shouldn't be tucking it in. <laughs> okay, Max. <laughs> uh, that, that's, a, that's a joke we make at, at the expense of our friend Max, because we always ask him why he tucked in his shirts, and it's because it has a pocket in it. It doesn't have a pocket in this one, though. No, there's no pocket. There's no excuse. So first impression, Sam, what did you think this book was going to be about? I thought it was just going to be like, oh, she's so wacky. <laughs> and honestly. It's not wrong. Honestly. Yeah. So mine was pretty sure this is going to be about a basic girl meeting her cousin for the first time and realizing she's kooky. Ooh. Manic pixie dream cousin. Courtney probably does yoga and eats sushi, so that makes her stand out in the 90s as being different. Now that's normal. Now you're a basic bitch if you do that. Any other things to say before I start my synopsis? So, crazy always makes me pause, because it's like, is it fun crazy? Or is it like the I feel... actually mentally ill crazy? No, this is literally, this is, when they say my crazy cousin Courtney, I think they mean kooky. Yeah. I mean, look at the fucking cover. I'm just saying, like... Cra- Does she have fucking straight jacket on and spouting fucking... She has Aunt Gail vibes. 
She does not have any gail vibes. Before the mental breakdown in her, like, Chapter 25. Before we get into the story, let us read the letters that Kathy and Courtney have sent to one another. Do you want me to read one and you read the other, or do you want me to read both? You read Kathy, I'll read Courtney's. Okay. Dear Courtney, I'm really glad you're coming to New York to spend the summer with my mom and me. It's nice to have a second cousin almost exactly my age. I bet we have a lot in common. Mom rented a spare bed for the summer. It'll be like having twin beds. You can have my bed, though. It's near the window fan. I've never been to Beverly Hills, but my dad lives somewhere in California. The last time he wrote, he was supposed to be in some movie, but we haven't heard from him in a while. Have you ever heard of Cliff Carlton? That's his stage name. His real last name is Bushwick, just like mine. It's hard to believe that next year I'll be in the seventh grade. I'll be going to a new school at junior high. I can't believe I'm going from being a big sixth grader to the youngest in class in school. Like being in another world, don't you think? Most of my friends are going to summer camp this year. My mom said I could go, but then she said I couldn't because you were coming. But this should be a really great summer! I can't believe we met at a wedding when we were five. I really don't remember you. Well, I'm glad you're coming to stay with us this summer. I know we'll have a lot of fun. There's so much to do in New York. Well, I've got to run. I have math tests to study for. Do you like math? I like English better. See you soon. Have a nice flight. Love and kisses. Your second cousin, Kathy. Dear Kathy, sorry I haven't written sooner in my playlist. TBI in a few days. I don't remember meeting you when I was five either. She has such slurred. My psychotherapist says I block out painful experiences. You have a lisp and a slur. Not that meeting you was painful, but maybe something traumatic happened to me at that wedding. What happened? My boyfriend's going to Europe this summer, or I would have spent the summer with him. I think we were breaking up anyway, so I might as well come to New York. I don't see how I missed going, but I've never been to New York. Bernie and Joan were such bitches, and they were they were there and brought me a white cashmere sweater from Saks Fifth Avenue. More like ball sacks, am I right? <laughs> Yeah, you literally just sound like you're having a stroke right well, now. Well, I better finish my packing. I'm not good at packing. I'm I am good at snorkeling, scuba diving, and water skiing. I wish we do. Uh, I uh, I hope we do a lot of that this summer. That would be super. Thanks for asking. I'm starting at the Beverly Hills Junior High, but I try not to think about it. Yours truly, Courtney Alicia Green. P.S. I'm sorry, I never heard of your father, bitch. Like, you, you, you sound more like a drunk girl. I'm, well, I am drunk, thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay. Kathing, Kathing. Kathing. Kathy is staring at an old photo from a wedding she attended when she was little. It shows her and her cousin Courtney. We get an info dub that Courtney's parents are thinking of getting a divorce, and they're trying to repair things this summer, but need Courtney out of the way. So she's spending the summer with Kathy, even though they hardly know one another. We also find out Kathy's mother is a theatrical animal agent, and they have a squirrel currently living with them. I smell shenanigans! Yep. <laughs> Kathy and her mom head to JFK Airport to pick up Courtney. They run into a few girls they think are her, but eventually find Courtney, and she's wearing the exact outfit from the cover. Bravo to the cover artist on that one. Yeah, got it. Like they got it. Yeah, exactly correct. No, no, no notes from that. Courtney has quite a bit of luggage, and Kathy wishes one of the other girls they had run into was Courtney, even though she has barely said a thing to her. 
Courtney seems, or Kathy seems to be a judgmental square. Also, one of the things that just kind of irks me. Yeah. Is it feels like they just put every stereotype onto Courtney. Yeah. Just the, oh, she has like six things of luggage. And then, you know, everything seems to be. Yeah. And it's like, maybe chill? <laughs> like, not everything has to be a stereotype. They take Courtney back to their apartment. She's surprised at how small it is and that there isn't an indoor pool. Courtney is pissed about the living situation and calls her parents. She tries to get them to get her a flight out of there, but they decline and Courtney has a quote-unquote panic attack. They give Courtney... Give Courtney. They have Courtney a bowl of pecan butter pecan ice cream, which she picks at... And then leaves to probably cry because her life is just the worst, isn't it? Kathy's mom tells Kathy that she needs to help Courtney through this because Kathy has been through a divorce and can be her rock or some shit. Not her job. Chapter 2. The next morning, Kathy lets Courtney sleep until noon. When Courtney wakes up, she demands a large breakfast and Kathy responds with a bowl of raisin bran. Courtney apologizes for how she acted the previous night and goes on about how she's been going to a therapist who says she has severe emotional traumas that she can't express and so she ends up having panic attacks. So my, my question is, like, and this is my theory based yes. on at least what we've seen and I don't know yes. Courtney's whole life, but it seems like parents instead of interacting with their child and helping their child process emotions normally, <laughs> she's basically been told to bottle that up. Yeah. And then it boils over into panic attacks. And the therapist, instead of going, hey, parents, do your fucking jobs for once and stop just spoiling the shit out of your kid, is instead going, oh, no, it's emotional trauma. Well, they pretty much say that later on in the book. That's a, That was... I, I kind of had to speed read, so... Yeah. they they She pretty much says that, like, um, like almost exactly what she said, minus the parents fucking pay attention to your kid. Because seriously, like... Because she's... What, what was it you said again? Sorry. That basically, she has basically been told to hide her feelings, and therefore a boil over to panic attacks, but that's because... Holding the feelings. The feelings bit was in, later on in the book. But I'll bet you the cause, especially since they just shipped their kid off to fucking yeah. cross country, to a family, to family members they seem to barely know, mm -hmm. that they just want to give her stuff to. She then starts talking about boys... Before pre freaking out about seeing a roach, Kathy has an amazing line asking if Courtney is having a trauma. That is great. Like, that is funny. Are you having a trauma? Kathy kills it. Kathy then asks what they should do. Courtney says they should go to Tiffany's. Kathy reluctantly agrees and they head out. Courtney asks a million questions that don't seem to matter. They end up at Tiffany's and Courtney is having a blast. They eventually find their way up to the China section where Courtney finds a China spy. A person who is there to steal the designs of the China. Courtney and Kathy hide in the stairwell to bust the China spy, but they take too long and they're locked in Tiffany's for the night. Chapter 3. The girls get found by a security guard almost immediately. Courtney tells him of the China spy, but the guard is like, girl, that guy was probably sketching it to show his wife or daughter for a wedding or some shit. Or maybe he's just an artist that's trying to get inspiration and you have and drawing from reference is one of the easiest things. He also mentions the designs at Tiffany's are published in magazines and other places, so a China spy is pretty fucking dumb if they're not going after an unreleased design. He lets them out with a warning and a limo drive home. They arrive home and Kathy's mom is distraught. She's been worried about them coming home so late. 
Kathy explains the situation, and Mom wants them both in her office by noon from now on. The next day, they go to Mom's work. In an o- it's in an old building that's being demolished soon. The girls are given busy work to do and meet the piggy named Ginger. Sadly, they accidentally let Ginger out of the office and go after the pig. Chapter 4 The girls chase the pig out of the office and in- into the office of Mr. Acme, the business partner of the building who of the person who owns the building. I thought this guy was going to have a bigger role in the book. Yeah, same. Yeah, he does not come back. <laughs> He's just there. Honestly, there's a spot that he could have come back, but he didn't do. Yeah. They catch the pig. Mom wants them and their shenanigans out of her office, and they go to Coney Island. The girls arrive and eat. Courtney gorges herself on a ton of junk food, while Kathy just has a hot dog and a Coke. Courtney then wants to ride the roller coaster, the Cyclone, after eating so much. If you want to know about Coney Island and the Cyclone, go watch the Defunct Line episode about it. I don't know, I just wanted to bring that up. I like bringing up Defunct Line. Courtney is thrilled, but Kathy is feeling ill after eating the hot dog. Courtney forces Kathy on, and Kathy is freaking out the whole time. Courtney had a blast, but Kathy wasn't too thrilled. Courtney tells Kathy that she has has had a panic attack, and Kathy has a realization. Uh, We're going to need to read a section from the book. Sam, give me the book. I'll open the page for you. Calm down. She's so excited to read it again. No. No, I'm not. Okay, we are reading... Also, not every anxiety experience is a panic attack. Sometimes you're scared of shit. Like, some people just don't like roller coasters. Yeah. Starting with relax, Kathy. Is that, that fair to say? Yeah. Relax, Kathy. You had a panic attack. See, I have them all the time. It'll go away. Let's do something else. I just stood there and looked at her. For some reason, which was unfair to Courtney, I thought her panic attacks were completely made up. Little attention getters from the brat, Bever- brat from Beverly Hills. Now I understood why Courtney liked things that went fast and why she got into trouble. Maybe that took the panic away. Nothing took away the feeling that I had just had, though. They relax and walk past all the rides, and Kathy suggests that they go to the aquarium nearby, and they do. I'm super summarizing, by the way. There's so much fucking nonsensical bullshit in this book. It's a lot of filler. It feels like 90% fluff. It is a lot of fluff. Like, if this were a fucking porn star, someone would be fluffing the shit out of this one. I was gonna say that, I don't remember what the word for a porn star is, but it should go fucking fluffer for this one, just because the amount of work they would have had to do. The girls arrive at the aquarium, and it's nice at first, but Courtney feels crowded and leads herself towards a side exit, where they can see the outside mammal exhibits. Before Kathy can do anything, Courtney is standing on the fence trying to feed the dolphins gum, and she falls into the water. Security saves her and scolds the two girls. A freelance photographer takes her picture and wants to sell it to a newspaper, and this makes Courtney excited. Almost wet, if you would. God damn it, Chris. She's scared because she's... she's I get she's, it. She's, she's, she's a child. She's, she's going, a child, She's going Chris. into seventh grade. Oh, she's a child. Like, they, all I can think of is Big Mouth when he's like, I want to make that little boy's dick so hard. And you're like, hey, hey, make that little boy's penis so hard. That's better. <laughs> They leave the aquarium and head home. They have dinner, and Mom has plans for them all tomorrow. The next morning, Kathy is awoken by her mother, who has found out about Courtney's swim at the aquarium via the newspaper, and Courtney's parents saw Courtney via the late, late night show. Mom cancels the plans she had for them and has and has another plan for the girls. Mom gets them a job as junior counselors at, for a day camp. 
it's unpaid. They get car, car fare and lunches, and that's it. Which, they don't seem to use the car fare. I feel like it's maybe implied. I don't know. Yeah. They work for Zora Zimmerman, a romantic novelist. Chapter 6. That Sunday, it's raining, so the girls stay inside. Courtney discovers Kathy's mom's binoculars for shows. She starts peeping through windows, and they see a woman get beat by a man and leave her. They also see a gun on an ironing board and think one of them is going to kill the other. They knew nothing with this info, and they waste their day. Yeah. The next morning, the girls get dressed for their first job on the first day on the job. They peek through the window again and see the gun is still there, and there's a laundry bag in the middle of the room. The girls head out and have a conversation, admitting neither has had their period yet. Are you there, God? It's me. Get me the fuck out of this book. Just thought I'd mention that. Just for the fun of it. The girls arrive and meet who they're... Sorry, your, your comment was really funny. Thank you. Uh, the girls arrive and meet who they're working with. Two girls and a hunky boy named Frank, who Kathy immediately has a crush on. They take the kids to the children's zoo in Central Park. Frank tells Kathy he's not from New York, but from Idaho, and is visiting his grandmother. To be fair, he is Daho. He says his parents have problems. He is not Daho. True. He is not one. He is not one hundred percent. He is no percent Ho. He's a good guy. He's a good guy, and he <laughs> and she says it. Um, sorry. <laughs> are you are you a sim for Frank now? I like Frank. He's fine. Like he's fine. He's not. He's a... fine, but you were mean to him. Uh, you made me lose my spot for, for Frank. <laughs> uh, they take care of the kids, and Frank walks the girls home. But it turns out he w- was just walking home as well because he lives in the same building and on the same floor. Get out! Oh my god! They get oh inside god. their apartment, and then they witness the man from the previous day murder the woman. And stuff her limp body in the laundry bag. They have no clue what to do, so they decide to ask Frank for help. Nothing like asking another 12-year-old what you should do. Chapter 7. Just saying. Is that fair? Like... They also shouldn't be junior counselors if they're 12. That's fair also. They go and grab Frank from next door. And they also seem older than 12, right? Well, like 6th grade to 7th grade, maybe 13? Like... Nah, they're 12. Like, they're not... Six to seven is definitely 12. But, yeah, either way, they're not, like, how... What they put, like, I, I agree that they're written Right, they're older. written way older. Like I just realized going, that. They sh- it feels like they should be going into high school. Yeah. But, Hell, even the cover, they look older. They don't look like 12-year-olds. They look like 14-year-olds. Shit. I d- you know what? That's a big criticism on this one. Yeah. That I didn't put together. Uh, chapter seven. They go and grab Frank from the dick... Uh, sorry, from next door. And meet his... <laughs> from the dick? Yeah, from the dick. No, I didn't write that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. You just like grabbing dick and you think it's funny. <laughs> they go and grab Frank from next door and meet his grandmother, who looks the same age as Kathy's mom. She's G-Milf. <laughs> they bring him over and get him up to date of what's going on. Kathy's mom has got Grandma. <laughs> what? No, that's, no, it's Frank's grandma's got it going on. Frank's grandma. He says they don't have enough evidence to bring to the police since they never got a good look at the man. He says they need to stake out the building and keep an eye out for the man. He leaves and nothing important happens except maybe Kathy thinks that Courtney likes Frank or some shit. This book is fucking pointless. Focus on one thing. Jesus Christ. 
Because the problem is, it's like, oh, it's about like the shenanigans between Courtney and Kathy. But then it's not. We'll get to that in the review. She wants to bite my finger like a baby dog. Like a puppy. It's like you you point at the puppy and then it's just like... Okay. You remember that video I showed you of the puppy that was, like, spinning because he wouldn't let go? <laughs> Chapter 8. The next morning, Courtney stays behind to be the stakeout while Kathy heads to work. They take the kids to the park and nothing important happens. <laughs> Get used to that fucking phrase. Cathay. Because I... For some reason, my, my Google kept on wanting to correct Kathy to Cathay. No, you know what my favorite is? Huh? If I put that, it sometimes corrects to thar. 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 Like Barbie. Like, right, thar. No, like pirates. Like Thar. Like Thar. Um, like Barbie or Booty. Kathy and Frank return to Courtney, who also had an uneventful day. She then spots someone familiar with the binoculars. It's a soap actor named Clint Carothers. They discuss how he has the same profile as the murderer and watch him. Oh no, a white dude in New York. What are the chances? Then the phone rings, and Kathy answers it, and it's her mother. She says she won't be home tonight, and they'll have to fend for themselves. She hangs up the phone and finds Courtney and Frank sharing the binoculars, and Kathy is jealous. They find out that Clint is the murderer and is taking the body bag. They decide to contact the police. Chapter 9! This book's almost over, by the way, guys. I just want to let you know that there are three chapters left, or four chapters left. Thank God. <laughs> Uh, it's like you almost didn't read it. No, I did. <laughs> I just... Can't wait till next year when we read the sequels. Gag me with a spoon. <laughs> no. Chapter 9. They all head to the police station. They inform the front desk person and are told to speak to with Detective Yossarian. They tell the detective that what happened and they go to check the residence of the murderer. They find the apartment and talk with a soap star. They notice the laundry bag shuffle. Clint, the soap star, Don't you starts... Don't your corpse starts taunting you from the dead? It starts taunting you. That's what I said. It's taunting you from the dead. No one's going to get that. And they watched our amazing Let's Play of, uh, what's it called? Deadliest Warrior on YouTube. Yeah. That's part of that game. Yeah, it's taunting from the dead. Yes. Uh, they notice the laundry bag shuffle. Clint, the soap star, starts laughing at them, thinking that the... That he could kill someone and the bag starts to shuffle as well. This is either a kink for the person in the bag <laughs> or they are practicing a scene for the soap opera. How wrong I was about both. Chapter 10. Clint and the woman, who is also in the same soap opera, explains they've been practicing for a Broadway play called The Laundry Bag Murder and have been secretly dating. That is a lame name, by the way. That is a terrible name. Like, workshop that name. Mm-hmm. They all have to go to the precinct to file a report. Kathy worries they will be home late. When they finish up, there is a ton of reporters to cover the story and about the soap, a soap actors dating. Suddenly, Kathy's mom appears and Kathy explains everything to her. Courtney is loving all the attention, attention and is giving out interviews left and right. Kathy hates every second. Kathy then has a breakdown trying to explain herself to her mom, but her mom is just like, hey, let's get ice cream. 
that chapter was fucking bullshit. Yeah. I love how short my last two chapters are because I was just getting sick and tired of this book. Well, and it's like, these two are just like, okay. These last two chapters are such bullshit. This feels like this could have been This got an so wrapped up so fucking fast. Yeah. I feel like they were like at the 120 page and like, oh, fuck, fine. Chapter 11. Courtney has grown a lot during the summer. Sadly, her parents are going ahead with the divorce. Her mom wants her back home August 1st. Courtney is clearly upset, but not freaking out. Later, we find out Frank has to go with his other grandmother in L.A. Kathy is sad, and we find out that Frank likes Courtney over Kathy. Kathy is distraught. Chapter 12. Like, honestly, like, I will say as much as, like, I was like, I... You're Kathy. That's what the problem is. Okay, keep going. I'm just kidding. No. It actually had a really good way of, like, handling that, oh, they don't like me feeling of that, like, numbness. I will agree. I will agree. Like, do you you have that written down? Do you want to read that part? I don't have the page. (laughs) It's in chapter 11. I watched, like, an invisible person as Frank pulled the notebook out of his cutoffs. He was like me, I noticed again. I usually kept a notebook in my jeans, too. Now I was taking Courtney's address and phone number. He didn't need to ask for my address. I should have known this would happen or had been happening. Their heads together are the binoculars. The moonlight talks about their problems with their parents. Hadn't I seen it? Or hadn't I want to see? I'd been so sure that he liked me, but was shy. I was so sure he thought Courtney was, well, Courtney. Courtney was prettier than I. Boys like that, I guess. Some boys. I stood there looking like myself, but I was dead inside now. I was in shock. Somehow I had to pretend I was still the same. I have to be a good sport until Courtney left. I couldn't tell my mom. I couldn't tell... I couldn't- I wouldn't know how to tell her. I was humiliated. I couldn't tell anyone about this. I thought he liked me. Frank left and Courtney went into the bedroom. I dragged my body in my empty mind after her to watch her put her stack of seven bathing suits in a suitcase. That's pretty much it, right? Yeah. And I forgot the first phrase, but I had no feelings except a growing numbness. Yeah. And that that was, like, really good of- Like, it's weird! I will get to it in my review. There are some really great moments of prose in this book, and then there's a ton of bullshit! Are you having a trauma? Chapter 12. (laughs) Kathy and Courtney have a heart-to-heart, and Kathy forgives Courtney from taking Frank from her. Uh, I also love the phrase where she was like, maybe he's just a good guy who just didn't like me, but he was just nice to me. I'm just like, damn, girl got reverse cucked boy. Boy cucked. Uh, (laughs) She got friend-zoned. Yeah, she got (laughs) friend-zoned. Courtney leaves for the summer, and when school starts, Kathy thinks she wants to be a writer like Zora. Her first book, dot, 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 my crazy cousin Courtney. <laughs> he said it. He said it. Oh, and you missed the whole thing about how, like, the mom's- Chapter 12 is bullshit. Mom's boyfriend is like, we're going to get married. No one cares about him. I never mentioned him <laughs> because he was so inconsequential. They're like, and here's Howard. And he's like, hi, I'm Howard. Hey, Howard just laughs. That's all he does <laughs> is just laugh at fucking Courtney and Kathy shenanigans. He is the audience laughing at their stupidity. That's all Howard is. That's why I never mentioned him. He's fucking pointless. I'm sorry. Howard is it, pointless. It had some good moments, though, when Courtney, like, would say shit, and obviously... Yeah, you go ahead and t- go... Hey, do your notes. I'll do my notes next. And Kathy was obviously triggered by, like, yeah. the idea. And even Courtney, at one point, is like, you think he's gonna take away your mom from you, and that's why you're freaking out. And Kathy's yeah. like, shut your whore mouth. Yeah. Even though Courtney has a point there. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of my points. I like your first note, because it mentions me. So, I put before, because I forgot to say it before. Yeah. All I know is Chris told me it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not wrong. 
I'm, I'm not saying I disagree. I'm just saying that's yeah. what I wanted to write before because yeah. I knew nothing else of this book. I can't tell if Courtney is generally unwell or just spoiled because of because of the panic attack when they said no pool. Yeah. And she was like, no pool? I'm having a panic attack. I'm like, shut up. I don't know why, but when you say no pool, it makes me think of that one moment from Doug where... Uh, where he's, like, telling Mr. Dink, like, he broke something, and Mr. Dink is like, YOU BROKE MY THING?! Yeah, that's basically how it felt like, of, yeah. like, her reaction Oh to... my god, it's just a Doug moment. Yeah. Do, 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 Except Courtney actually acted like that. So, I put, I think she's just a spoiled brat with no coping mechanisms. Yeah. And I think her parents just pay a therapist to explain child being, being bored and un- unattended to. Yeah. Mental health does not excuse behaviors. No. Even if she's having a panic attack, that doesn't mean she should jump in the fucking pool, you know. Like that bothers the... me so much whenever people are like, oh, it's because of my blah, blah, blah. I'm like... The Bob's Burgers. I have a heart condition starts kicking the chair. Yeah. Like, no. You have control of your body. You need to use that control to be a better person. Well, and sometimes, like, when you're having a panic attack or depressive episode or... Those are fair. Those are fair. Well, That's different from this situation, though. But I'm going to say, like, you still need to be held to account for your behaviors. Yeah. Like, if I start call, Like, if I start, like, because I was depressed, started, like, swearing yeah. at you... Yeah, or start saying, like, the N-word, like, fucking Roseanne. Yeah. And also, there's another, like, TikToker that got in deep shit, because she started saying, like... No some, one cares about TikTokers. But basically, she was doing the, oh, I was manic, so that's why I said it, and everyone's yeah. like, um, you still need to apologize yeah, for that. No. It doesn't make it go away. Yeah. You still need to own up and make... Yeah, you have to grow the fuck up. Like, gum is not good. I'm pretty sure gum is not good for dolphins. Like, I'm not a no. zoologist, but I don't think you should be... But beating. Sam, they're the rapists of the sea, so she's she's doing us a service. It's <laughs> <laughs> my bad dolphin noise. I can't do it. I hate that fucking sound effect. I know. Keep going. So, I put that Courtney's just a bitch. <laughs> is one of them I don't know into what context, but I just put I that. wish you'd put context on that one, but okay, uh, keep going. It's kind of great, though. So, Are You There God is so much better what, with the whole period thing of the... Because it was just out of nowhere of, like... Yeah. Courtney's just like, did you start your I period? I thought that was going to be bigger. Yeah, and then Kathy's like, no, and she's like, I didn't either. You'll tell me if it happens, right? Right, and I thought one of them was going to have their period. I thought that was fucking yeah. foreshadow. Or Courtney having a panic attack because she, she'd start her period in public and yeah. you didn't know what to do? Like, that would be good. That's... You're giving this book too much fucking credit for trying to do something actually so, intelligent. When I saw the murder... Money on it being a show or some other shit. Yeah, I I was the same honestly. So I put that does hurt in response to the boy to the oh he doesn't like me like I like him because that does like and th- she wrote it really well. It's because Sam knows that all too well. Also, she has a bunch of shirts with sayings. Yeah, I found the worst one on one twenty six. Hold up, hold up, hold up! I think I have it too. When I get to my note, can we say it at the same time? Yes. Okay. All right, is are that is all your notes? Yep, those are all my notes. Okay, because cool. I just had to speed read because yeah, oh yeah, you only had the day. Yeah, you finished on Wednesday. Wednesday, I finished it. Yeah, and then didn't read it Thursday. So my oh, notes: interesting foods in this book that I want to try. Chunky peanut butter on Oreos. I try it. We have chunky peanut butter, but we don't have Oreos. We can get like a six pack or something. Why not just get a full pack? I don't trust myself. I don't trust myself either, but I love fucking Oreos. I know. A cream cheese and jelly sandwich. I'd do it. Yeah. Those are the only two I had on there. Like, everything else was just junk food and shit. 50 pages and nothing important has happened. Kathy is somewhat learning how not to be a wet blanket. 
I will never complain about how much R.L. Stein mentions what people were wearing <laughs> ever again. Every chapter has at least one sentence dedicated to describing what someone is fucking wearing. It's almost always Courtney. It's, it's either Courtney or someone else. This book shows more than just white people, and I like that. Because Zora Zimmerman is clearly Indian or of Middle Eastern. And I'm pretty positive the fucking detective. Uh, detective um, Yosasarian? That's got to be Jewish or something. Like, I, I don't know what, 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 what thing that would be, but yeah. that's definitely not... I mean, that's clearly not a white name. Yeah, that's not just like Yosarian. some generic... Yosarian? Want me to look it up? Yeah. Okay, go on. As I look no, it up. no, no, no. My next one is literally the shirt. And I know it's the exact same one we're about to say. I know without a doubt it is, because I know your brain. It pulls up a specific character from Catch-22. <laughs> so I don't, like... Okay. Hold on. Maybe that was just what the reference is from, I guess. I don't know. Like, it's just... Because it... Okay, so... Worst piece of clothing in the entire book. It's a red shirt that says, Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson loves me. me. I loves me, yeah. Or for me being drunk. And, yeah, that's but, okay. Yeah. I love that we both knew exactly which what shirt it was. It's the red shirt that says Michael Jackson loves me. That's, that's I love f- we both put that because... It's the worst fucking shirt in the book! It's like, there's nothing worse than... <laughs> Michael's that is not a For a child well. shirt. For a fucking 12-year-old girl to be wearing. Yeah. Alright, so do you have any recommendations for other media? Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. That's a good book. No. We're talking about idiots here who are reading this crap. (laughs) This Um, book doesn't even have a Wikipedia page or a TV Tropes page. I mean, like, I feel like... Well, I was trying to say a better book than this, because... Yeah. I was also thinking, like, I've never... I haven't read them in forever, but, like, maybe The Babysitter's Club or something? I don't know. You you have nothing. I've got nothing. So my recommendations are going to be cousin episodes from cartoons. Fair? Yeah, fair. The Big City Greens episode, Cousin Jilly. Hey Arnold, Weird Cousin, and the episode Arnold Visits Arnie, just because uh, I just like those episodes. Yeah. The Craig of the Creek episode, Cousin of the Creek. And my other recommendations is the literal plot point that they ripped off from the movie Rear Window... And also, it's Simpsons episode, Bard of Darkness, where, you know, they spy someone, kill somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally Bard of Darkness. All right. So, Sam, give your review of this book, then I'll give mine. Uh, it felt like nothing. Like, it felt like, what am I doing here? Why am I reading this? I could be doing anything else. I'm giving it a two out of five, if nothing, for some of, like, the random, like, good prose. Okay. That's it. This book has a tonal issue. It tries to be funny and serious, but falls flat on both. The characters are bland and one-dimensional. Everything felt rushed. Most things had a point, but honestly, this book felt like a bunch of shorts stapled together to make a below-average story. One chewed-up piece of gum out of five. That's fair. Fuck this book. This is the worst book we've ever read for a drunken book. Also, what I love is, did you read what she's also wrote? What? So Judy Miller loves to write children's books. She teaches how to write children's books at the New School of Social Research in New York City. Mm-hmm. She's also the author of The Middle of the Sandwich is the Best Part, available for menstrual books. She also writes suspense thrillers for adults. Yes, she does. I'm wondering if she's actually like good at those. 
I it won't be for a drunken book club. I'll tell you that fucking much. Like, like I hope she's actually like. She has she she I I think she stopped writing books in like ninety seven. In all honesty, I've looked at her Goodreads. There are not a lot of books on there. There's like maybe ten books in total. I am sorry, Judy Miller, but this was not a joy to read. I never even explained why we chose this book. Like, there's a reason why we chose this random ass book, My Crazy Cousin Corny. Uh, I I guess I should explain it because Sam's looking at her phone. I'm trying to find like if she's even still alive. So she's still alive. Oh, okay. Um. Well. But we we like to go to thrift shops. I like to look for books. Sam likes to look for... Whatever. Whatever. I've, I also I've... like to look for work shirts as well. Because, you know, secondhand work shirts work great when you work at a place that ruins shirts forever. I'm like a raven. I'm like a raven. I like to just find shiny things and go, ooh, I want this. And then Chris goes, no, we don't need that. And I'm like, but I want it. Yeah. Uh, but I buy a lot of, like, young adult books and horror books and stuff like that. So many Goosebumps books. <sighs> so many. No, not a lot of Goosebumps from. Mostly, I mostly get those from, uh. We found a decent stack, though. I did find a decent stack of reprint ones from, uh, from Savers, yeah. But, uh, we found a book. I want to see what, because, let me give me one sec. You want to come up? No. Let me wait a second. So we went to a Christian thrift store that my mom recommended to me, and it didn't have anything great. It only had, like, two books and, like, one shirt I wanted, Uh, but it was really well organized. Yeah. Like, beautiful place. It was just nothing for us kind of thing. Nothing for us. But I found a book called My My Crazy Cousin Courtney Returns Again, and I had to pick up this book just because the cover was fucking ridiculous. Look up the cover if you want. We're not going to describe it because we are going to return to the series. We are reading the Crazy Courtney series on this drunken book club. God damn it. There's four in total. How about you drink some alcohol instead of water to drink away your pains? I need to stop drinking right now because I feel too warm. Oh, <laughs> put a baby. I feel sweaty and gross. I, I think you're beautiful and gross. <laughs> but Wouldn't it be I, beautiful and sweaty? I found... <laughs> <laughs> I found this book along with a choose your own adventure for like a church adventure thing and was like, oh my God, this cover is fucking outrageous. And I found out that this is like the third book in a fucking four part quadrilogy. Like, I think it's my crazy cousin Courtney. My crazy cousin Courtney comes back, returns again, and then strikes back. I think it's the final one. And that one has a giraffe on the cover. Did I, have I gotten your interest, Sam? Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Reaches more. <laughs> so I was like, we should try reading the series to see if it's worth our time. And so far it has not wowed me. That first, this first one was freaking terrible. Um, I think we should continue reading it. I think we should get the second book. Uh, maybe we'll continue it next year, maybe in September or some other time. Yeah, whenever we have a good lull. Yeah, little lol. It's from, a sweeps week book. It really is. It's like a book. Sweeps week means it would have to be good, doesn't it? True. This is the. Uh, it's like the reverse sweeps. Yeah. This. No, this but- is a September book. <laughs> September is dead month, where it's like nothing comes out. So here's the September episode. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> sweeps week would be fucking goosebumps. Or, or something, Animorphs. Yeah, I was going to say Animorphs. Something that would give us actually good ratings because they're good books. Did I tell you I accidentally boosted the... Or I, like, referenced the podcast on TikTok? Did you? Because somebody was talking about how Animorphs secretly, like... 
or how everyone slept on Animorphs. Yeah. Because it's really fucking good. Mm-hmm. It's got some really cool things, like fucking ACAB. Yeah. And that K.A. Applegate's actually, like, a good person. Yeah, she's a fucking amazing person. Unlike another Yeah, popular, we're not gonna, yeah, yeah, just keep going. But I was like, I've actually done a... I've done a drunken book club podcast about, like, we've talked about that. Yeah. And somebody sounds, that sounds amazing. Where can I listen to that? Nice. So I was like. I hope they like the episode. If they don't, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're Uh, we're drunk, so. (laughs) Hey, what do you expect? So thank you for joining us this week on Drunken Book Club. If you like what you heard, make sure to like, follow, subscribe anywhere, and leave a re- reviews where you can, like on iTunes or leave a rating on Spotify. It really does mean a lot. And subscribing wherever you can. Uh, if you'd like to follow us even further, go to SOW underscore podcast on Twitter. And also we have a YouTube page where I mostly talk about Goosebumps stuff. Yeah. I've, I've got... I have... I, I regret doing it so much and buying all this crap because I'm, like, burned out on it already. Take a break and come back. I, I think I might take a month break, honestly, until I come back for more Goosebumps stuff. Just more videos. Just because I am burning myself out a little bit on video and podcast content. Uh, and also, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash speaking of which. All content is $1. That's right. You get a bonus episode every week. You get the episodes up early. You get our show notes. There will be show notes for this episode of shit I didn't talk about in this episode up there. So, hey, $1 a month gets you a lot of content. Uh, Sam, where can they follow you? You can find me on Berserker on Twitter at Berserker Rose. Oh, ain't she great, folks? Ain't she a wonderful? Give her a clap. Yay. Give her the clap. No! No! Sitter, shitter, sitter, shitter. Sitter, shitter, sitter, sitter, shitter. On the plus side, I could at least trace it back to you giving me the clap. Ah! Ow. <laughs> I gave you the clap. That hurt. I'm sorry, I gave you the clap. <laughs> the clap hurts, doesn't it, bitch? <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't. It, it can go undetected for years. Get tested. Get tested. Get get tested. Can we find a a young adult book where a kid gets, like, chlamydia? I found a manga. I, no. No. (laughs) Just no. It's like ninja school or some shit. Yeah, no. (laughs) Alright, do you know what song we should go off on? Beverly Hills. You know, that's That's funny. That's that's not a bad option, honestly. I was going to say Valley Girl by Frank Zappa. Yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, I kind of like your option a little bit more, because I uh, I feel like this podcast doesn't talk enough love for Weezer, even though that's, that's not a great Weezer song. Blue I'm, Album's better. Well, I mean, Blue and Pinkerton is better than Green Album, yes. That's not saying much, hon. Teal Album feels like they ripped the bass out. Like, <laughs> the bass is missing from my car. <laughs> uh, that is why I'm sorry, but I do not like that cover of Africa. Yeah, I, I mean, that whole cover album isn't that great. Like, I, I felt like my car was broken. <laughs> I mean, it is, but... Not in that... My bass still works. <laughs> is that fair? It's all about that bass. That bass. No travel. None of... Sam was dancing for a second. <laughs> like a baby. <laughs> like a <laughs> like a drunk baby. <laughs> like a horny baby. <laughs> I'm not really horny. <laughs> I feel uh... waterlogged because of booze. And then water. <laughs> All right, thanks for joining us this week. Here's Beverly Hills by... No, I think I might... I don't know. I might go with the Frank Zappa song just because I feel like the Beverly Hills might get us a hit. Fair enough. And fucking what's... Mr. Brightside gave us a fucking hit. 
That's go, bullshit. Go fuck yourself, the killers. Killers? Yeah. Why? Hey, killers, how about you go killers yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Don't really. That was a joke. <laughs>